Hi, this is Dale Buchanan, the host of Puppy Talk Podcast. Before we get started today, I wanted to let you know of my new book, The Complete Puppy Training Manual. It's available on Amazon in four formats Kindle ebook, paperback, hardcover, and audiobook. You can find it on Amazon right now. It's called The Complete Puppy Training Manual, and I will put a link in the show notes of this episode. I'm Dale Buchanan, and this is Puppy Talk, the podcast that offers free advice and tips for raising a happy, healthy, and obedient puppy. For more information on this podcast, visit us online at puppytalkpodcast.com. Welcome to Puppy Talk Podcast, episode number 62. I'm your host, Dale Buchanan, and today I want to talk about Lease Training Your Puppy, part one. I'm finishing up my third book called Lease Training Your Puppy. It will be available on Amazon by the end of February in Kindle, paperback, and audiobook. I'm about to record the audiobook starting this week. The book is finished, and I've got a few more photos to take for the book. If you'd like to know exactly when this book is going to go on sale, you can join the mailing list on the website puppytraining.dog. The link will be in the show notes. There are 15 chapters in this book. One chapter stands out as being the most important. It's called Proper Mindset. This is the most important part of leash training your puppy. Now, I'm not talking about walking your puppy. I mean leash training. Teaching your puppy to walk on a loose leash next to you without pulling and without reacting to stimuli. Not being reactive and being calm and centered while on the walk. This is leash training. Proper mindset is so important that here's what happens when I go to clients' homes who have reactive dogs or dogs that they're trying to teach not to pull on the leash. They say something like this. Every time I walk my dog, they pull and they start barking at other dogs and barking at other people and they almost pull my arm out. I can't control the dog. And I ask them, What do you do during that time? Well, I'm trying to redirect the dog. I'm giving it commands and trying to redirect the dog back to me. I saw a video on YouTube that taught the watch me command, and I'm trying to get the dog to focus on me, but it won't do it. And I asked them, do you think that all of that commands and excitement and vocalization is exciting the puppy? And they say yes. And what happens is they're reinforcing that behavior. So when you're Giving your puppy or dog commands while they are overstimulated, you are reinforcing that behavior because you can't be talking or touching to a dog or puppy when they're over threshold because the possibility of reinforcing that behavior is going to happen. What I suggest they do is first clear their mind because when I take the leash, they always say to me this, Well, they're going to pull. If you see another dog, they're going to pull and the dog's going to bark and the dog's going to react and the dog's going to do all this. And I say, that's because in your mind, you're creating a story that has happened in the past, but may not happen in the future. And it's definitely not going to happen with me walking your dog because I'm not going to allow it to happen because I'm not creating that same story. 
Then they begin to reframe their mind, change their mindset, and have a whole different outlook of how to walk a dog on a loose leash after they see me do it. I've demonstrated this hundreds of, maybe even thousands of times on my Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube page. And you can go there and see real-time examples of me walking puppies that were unable to be walked five minutes prior to me walking them. Again, this isn't dog walking or puppy walking. This is leash training. Because I go into it with a mindset of creating an outcome that I want the puppy to walk on a loose leash calmly next to me, not react to anything, and not be hyper and crazy. I start the walk that way in the house. When I put the leash on the dog, I say, let's go to the front door. We go to the front door, the puppy sits. And the owners usually are not even doing that step. And I say to them, if you can't have your puppy be calm in the house, putting on the leash, waiting at the front door patiently, how are you going to control this puppy going outside? So I'm changing my mindset and creating an outcome of the walk before we even go outside. This is the most important part of leash training your puppy. Changing that mindset to positivity and creating the outcome that you want before the walk even happens. So when I go outside with the puppy and I'm walking, I want that puppy to be relaxed and calm, and I am not giving it commands. I am not touching the puppy. I have no treats. I have no rewards except for good boy, good girl. That's very good. And it's very subtle. It's very gentle, but it means something. I make sure that my body is upright, that I am clear-headed, centered, balanced, and grounded. Because the puppy is going to pick up everything that you're feeling and thinking through the leash. This is a fact. If you have that leash on their collar or harness, and that leash is tight around your hand, and your shoulder's tight, and your arm is tight, and you're worried, and you're fearful, and your anxiety is at its peak, and you are thinking that this puppy is going to behave very badly, and you're holding on to that leash real tight, what do you think the puppy's going to do? It's going to get more stressed out. See, we don't want to stress the puppy out more when we're taking it for a walk. We want to relax the puppy as much as we can. This 10, 12, 14, nine-month-old puppy is already stressed out enough. It's already stressed out just by learning what the owners want and learning how to cope with life. Most humans are stressed out as well, but we can't bring that stress, anxiety, fear, worry, doubt into the walk. We have to bring our mindset to a positive place where it's calm, confident, and grounded into the walk. I guarantee you, if you do this one thing before you take your puppy for a walk next time, and you have them walk next to you on a loose leash, and there's no other option but for them to walk on a loose leash, even if they're pulling a little bit, you'll have a better outcome than if you create a story that hasn't even happened yet or 
a story associated with something that happened in the past. Think of it like this. If you drove down a street that you frequent in your car and you get in an accident, the next time that you go to drive, you're hesitant to drive because you're feared that somebody's going to slam you onto the side like it did before. So there's a hesitation there. And you've always got that in the back of your mind and you're always on the lookout. But with least training your puppy, even if they've pulled, even if they've reacted, even if they've gotten on their back legs and jumped and barked at other dogs, don't bring that with you on the next walk. Bring a clear mind and a blank slate and start over. Just try it and see what happens. This is part one of a two-part series of least training your puppy. I will get more into the mechanics of leash training the puppy in the next episode in about three weeks. Remember, if you're interested in my new book, Leash Training Your Puppy, which will be available on Amazon soon, in Kindle, paperback, and audiobook, join my mailing list in the show notes of the website puppytraining.dog. If you have any questions, you can always message me through the podcast website puppytalkpodcast.com. Have a great day. This is Dale Buchanan, host of Puppy Talk Podcast. I have an announcement of a new book that I just published called Potty Training Your Puppy. It's available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback, soon to be available on audiobook. You can find out all the details of this book using the link in the show notes. It's called Potty Training Your Puppy. It's a comprehensive book with a simple and effective way to help potty train your puppy. And it really works. Check out the link in the show notes.